What's up, guys, and welcome back to Beyond the Void Horror Podcast. Bray, we're back, and today we're going to be... What's going on over there? You okay? Yo, what the fuck is coming out of your mouth, dude? Alex, seriously. Are you okay? No, 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 no! Fuck away from me. What are you doing? What the fuck are you even doing right now? Alex? Christina! Ow! Ow, what the hell? What's up, guys, and welcome back to the real Beyond the Void Horror Podcast. That's right, we're back for episode 112, and today we're going to be talking about something you might already know what we're talking about, and that is Demons 1 and 2. And uh, these are my babies, but I had a brief chat with someone in the room right now who may not have the same opinion as I do, so it's going to be an interesting episode, guys. <laughs> and it's going to be a pretty uh, in-depth one, too, because we got a lot of trivia and shit on this, so uh, you're going to want to stick around for that. But we'll go over, in order, Demons 1 and 2 here in a little bit. But how are you doing? How's the new job? It's good. It's great. It's great. It's good. It's good. It's good. <laughs> Oh, God. What is that, Bruce Almighty? I think so. Yeah. <laughs> Works good, you yeah. know. It's all right. Sorry. It's training, so it's fun. We, uh, we <laughs> Not got... really. It's really boring, but we're getting there. Yeah, but she's been really busy. We've both been really stressed out this past week. And uh, yeah. if you guys, some of you guys have been, who came to the stream this past week, already know I was stressed the fuck out. I had to literally, I was like in... Like, I couldn't even, I felt like I was high. You ever getting yes. so stressed out, you're, you feel like you're high? Yes, all and the it, time. <laughs> yeah, and it's just like, I think it's just your high blood pressure. Yes, So um, that's exactly what it is. But yeah, like some of the guys on the, some of the people that come to the stream all the time were like, Jesus Christ, what is wrong with you? And I was just like, 
Like could, like bro. literally minutes before I was like had my head hands in my hand or wait, head in my hands. <laughs> <laughs> Ready to fucking break down and punch a monitor or two, you know, and just freak out. Like Chevy Chase or some fucking crazy shit. I don't know. Nicholas Cage. Don't touch Wait oh, who was it that did that? Yeah, Nick Cage would be a good example of that probably. Chevy Chase has good freakouts. That one. Nicholas Cage has good freakouts. Oh, there's another one too. Well, I think it's that time. What time is it? Horse shots! Guys, for today's horror shot, I made the shot. I didn't tell Brittany because I thought it'd be kind of funny. Uh, but <laughs> so I, uh, we, uh, if if you already know, we were watching Demons One and Two this past week, and we're going to be talking about it. I decided to pick part two for the shot just because it made more sense. So, as some of you know, the demons use the bodies as some sort of instrument of evil. I sound like a British Bill Cosby yep. right there. <laughs> Anybody want a drink? Hey, how convenient. No. <laughs> Don't take it. <laughs> this is, oh it's a trap. <laughs> it's a trap. Yeah, good old Jello. No, there's Some these aren't Jello pass. shots, by the way, guys. <laughs> uh, are they putting? Are they putting shots? <laughs> We're horrible people. So, <laughs> yes, I'm glad you're here to defend me, Brittany. <laughs> uh, let me just tell you. Uh, but so in the movie Part Two, Demons Two, there's a a girl who has a bitchy huff in the beginning of the movie, uh, and her name is Sally. She's having a birthday party. So this is based off of her, and I'll tell you the name of what it is afterwards. Uh, it's basically one half ounce, so a half a shot of birthday cake vodka. Makes sense. She had black cherries on her cake, by the way. Is that what those were? Yes. It looks like olives. They were. They, I'm pretty <laughs> sure they were black cherries because they were too big to be blueberries. Yeah, they were definitely some form of cherry. So, so I figured let's put a quarter of a shot or a fourth ounce, uh, 99 black cherries, and then add one fourth Bailey's black cherry chocolate. You shake it on ice, so you mix it all up together really good and, you know, nice with ice. <laughs> and then you top it with whipped cream. And then you shoot for the birthday girl. I was trying to bounce around the ideas. Christina was like, oh, you should call it Instrument of Evil. And I was like, yeah, that sounds pretty cool. But then I was like, well, we should probably do something with her name. So I decided to call this one a Sally Whacker. <laughs> Brittany loves the dick joke, so I had to... <laughs> I seriously was telling Christina that I was like, well, we got our dick joke in for today. <laughs> oh, you think that. <laughs> Do you think this sounds good, though? I mean, a half ounce of birthday cake vodka. It actually sounds delicious. Like, really. Right. Like, it's it sounds really sweet. Yes. It and would like, definitely be a, sweet. There's a lot. It's definitely a foo-foo girly shot. Well, yeah. It's up this there is, with your kamikaze. I wouldn't drink it like I would drink whiskey or brandy or, any, or, or bourbon or, or something. Fuck that. Like, that would be disgusting. No, it would be a great thing to take a shot of, though. Right. It sounds good. I didn't know. Like that a buttery they, nipple, kind of, in a way. Yeah. I didn't know they made... Um, Slippery nipple? Is that what it's called? I don't know. I think it's both. Yeah. I feel like there might be variations of ingredients between the two, but I don't know. Yeah. I wanted to call it a slippery dickle. 
There we go. Well, you know, we've had so many dick shots, like the purple prick. Yeah, we've never had it. There's never enough, okay? Wow. A Sally Whacker. Sally Whacker. I like that, because then it's like, it's a double entendre for one, and then it's also prevalent to... It's like a triple entendre, almost. Yeah, but then it's also prevalent to the story, so it works. (laughs) This works for me. Stamp approved. (laughs) So if you guys would like to try and put a Sally Whacker in your mouth, all you have to do is go to Long Live the Void. Open (laughs) wide. Sorry. It's okay. All you have to do is go to longlivethevoid.com and check out our hashtag horror shot section now. That's it for horror shots. All right, guys. So now we're going to go ahead and jump into some informative stuff about our horror culture that we love so much with the fucking news. Here is the fucking news. All right, guys, so now we're going to jump in some of the news from this past week and some of the more recent stuff uh, that I thought would be interesting to talk about. First of all, we got a new Pet Cemetery trailer, which Brittany just watched. And uh, so what did you think, first of all? It's, it's like legit as fuck. You so think? I'm actually pretty stoked okay. about it. I mean, it's not the same old dude, but I'll take it. Right. Well, Obviously, yeah. it's not the same old dude. <laughs> Clearly. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it looks really good. So What'd I'm, you like about it? I'm actually excited about it because it seems like it's going to be pretty strict on the actual premise of the story, which is cool. From the but book, they're she? from the, yeah, from the story, book, whatever. But they're adding some type of like a mod- more modern type twist to it to make it a little bit different. So I'm down. Looks cool. Visually, it's pretty fucking stunning so far. It has a feel of, it feels like hereditary a right. lot to me. Okay. My, like that same kind of vibe. My personal thing, and I've shared this with some of you guys probably already know how I feel, and I'm a bit more particular about it. One, I'm not, just to preface this so you guys know a little bit about why I feel this way. One, I'm not the biggest fan of the original. But I'm not either. Even when we covered it, I don't know if you were on that episode. I think I it might have been. Oh, was it you? Okay. I really liked Fred Gwynn and the kid. And I was like, always, and I remember saying, oh, I don't know how they're going to replace that. Well, they have the kid. He looks like the kid, but I don't know what he's going to be like. And and maybe it will be really good or something. I was a little discouraged, the fact, uh, and a couple of people pointed this out, I think, from uh, the Grave Plot podcast and some other places. But they were saying that they were a little disappointed that John Lithgow couldn't put out some you know, draw some sort of action. Like, yeah. Yeah. And I I agree with that because, come on. I mean, that's one of the most remembered pieces of Pet Sematary. So from that movie anyway, like that's one of the most remembered things about it was that character, how he spoke and how it made the story that much more impactful. Well, and you can't shake a stick at John Lithgow. We know he's got the chops and he's done raising Kane and he's done all these yeah, like weird. He's great. Yeah, the thing I the th- you're he's supposed to be heartwarming and also kind of like messed up from his past, I guess. But like, and and it seems like they're kind of like adding in the kids element and which was in the book and they didn't add that in the movie because the movie the original movie was kind of like a TV movie. One thing I I at the time when I first saw the movie I was like wow that's a little bit elaborate for a child's like pet cemetery. That's why it's misspelled because right. the kids made it. I'm like, that's a little elaborate. 
uh, like when the original movie, but now when I see theirs, it just looks like they threw some sticks on the ground. Uh, the, the, the berm that's in the way, all the sticks and stuff that's from like, uh, I believe it's from floods and all the water and the wood comes. That's actually what they're, they are. Um, people would die by stepping over them. So they used it in the, in the story to talk about that as well. But I don't know. I just feel like it's missing some character to it a little bit. And I feel like they rushed this. Just a little bit. Well, yeah, I don't disagree with that, but I hope to be proven wrong. It's early; guys. it's a short trailer. Yeah, no, that's what Christina said, but I just I sh- I wasn't wowed by it. Yeah, I thought it was I I'm, thought it was okay. I'm also not the biggest fan of Pet Cemetery, so for me, I'm just like, cool, this looks fun. Like, and I mean, there's elements and stuff that I was a little concerned with. I'm like, why do they need to remake this fucking movie? Like, I Ooh. mean, it's decent-ish on its own. Like, leave it the fuck alone. But I don't know. I'm not discouraged. Did you know that means. Del Toro was like fighting to get that? Yeah, I wish he would have. Do you know what I mean? Someone, that would have been great. I think uh, Tony from Grave Pod- Podcast, uh, he said that he was like, well, he might have overdone it or something like that. He might have gone too far. Put a little bit too much Del Toro right. on Right. <laughs> and I was like, well, I don't know. I think he would have realized that that might have been too much, but I think he would have created an atmosphere that we probably wouldn't have gotten, but who knows? Felt more s- this is from the directors of the Starry Eyes movie, so which was pretty which is, decent. I like that movie. Yeah. So, so I what, don't know. What do you guys think? Love to hear from you in the comments down below. I'm going to be open because I didn't really like Pet Cemetery, so Well, not like I didn't like it, but yeah, it's I, not my favorite, so I'm like, cool, wow me. There's some really redeeming things about it, like yeah. in it, that I really like. Yeah, like I said, I, I like the kid and then the old man, my favorite characters. Right. So, And then the kid's just funny to me. Like, he's cute. A little creepy, but mostly funny. <laughs> right. Yeah, I'm kind of curious how he's going to be. And that fucking cat. Fuck that cat. Church looks cool as shit. In other news, the internet has taken hold of some of Fox News tweets for attacking Jamie Lee Curtis and started using it against them to make fun of them. So they do this whole kind of hit piece about how she's anti-gun. I'll post the link down below if you want to read it. They basically just wanted to make it look like she was, you know, because she was in a movie then and she also in person uh, is for stricter gun laws. And, uh, you know, they were basically trying to make some sort of hit piece about her. Fox News said Jamie Lee Curtis wields firearms in the new Halloween movie despite advocating for gun control. Oh, and that's just the, you know, the Twitter thing. And this guy, Wolf, the Wolfman, said she also plays a character named Laurie despite preferring the name Jamie in the real life. What a world. <laughs> These are pretty funny. This person said in the movie Freaky Friday, she does a body swap with her daughter, despite being an opponent of witchcraft, something for your investigative team to look into. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Scooby-Doo. Get on it. it. (laughs) Then it's another one says, guys, I have another scoop for you. Robert England murdered loads of kids during the 1980s, despite being a nice guy. Uh, someone else wrote, latest, Fox News has news in its name, despite not actually containing any. Also, rumors about that it's not actually run by foxes. <laughs> Next, the weather. What does the fox say? Not true news, that's for sure. I'll read one more. Mark Hamill wields laser sword and armor-piercing firearms. Space fighter jet with mega bomb kills 10,000s of security professionals and innocent contractors aboard security outposts twice. Twice. <laughs> despite advocating for gun control. What do you have to say for yourself, Hamill? <laughs> 
It's just silly, dude. Like, I just think it's so funny, like, that the nerds. internet just came together on nerds that one. to the rescue. It's like, come on. Can't we just have a little fun, man? No. Like, Jesus Christ. No, we cannot. Anyway, that's about as political as we'll probably it's get on this. magical. In other news, Scott Wilson, who played Herschel on The Walking Dead, has passed uh, recently, so we'll have to lift our cups to that. I'm so sad, Scott. I know. He was a I great was so actor. Rest in peace, Scott Wilson. Uh, I definitely... Didn't know much about him before his role. I had seen him before. I'd seen him in other movies. He's gone back for decades. You know what I mean? Yep. It just sucks that he's gone. So that does. Rest in peace, brother. In other news, we also have NBC developing a drama series based on Abraham Lincoln, Vampire Hunter. Sweet. So the movie that wasn't really super successful, although had a lot of hype for it i think yeah, probably which is what that's what was so surprising i think because i think i felt like it had. It wasn't a, a bad hype. movie like i and i've heard it there isn't there a book on it yep yeah yeah there's that's a book and so is like pride and prejudice and zombies it's a book they made a movie about it too but apparently they're going to be trying to make a tv show about this i feel like that'll work better I think it might be okay because it's a story that you could kind of really stretch out, I think. And that's probably what they're trying to do. But uh, it says NBC has given the project a script commitment with a penalty attached. Terry Metalis will write and executive produce. Seth Graham Smith, who wrote the original novel, will also executive produce alongside David Kattenberg. 20th Century Fox Television will produce along with Cat Smith Productions. Metallus previously co-created the 12 Monkeys TV series, which some people I hear talk about that and they yep. liked it. I never really watched it. Mm-hmm. So uh, he also did Nikita, Terra Nova and Star Trek Enterprise. He's he's repped by ICM, Anonymous Content and Sloan Offer Weber Dern. Uh, they're saying that Graham Smith and, Katz, and uh, Katzenberg also produced... Last year's hit remake of it, which went on to gross over seven hundred million, so they're probably getting a little bit more leniency with their ideas that they want to do. So, I would you guys be willing to watch something like this? Does this make you interested in the least? Just curious. Let us know in the comments below. Would you see it? Yeah, you want to watch something I could sink my teeth into. I'm (laughs) open to see what it's about. I'm like reserved. Yeah, I feel like it fits better for a TV series than a movie. If I was like reading the book, if I had read the book or something like that, maybe. I would be a little more excited. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I think Christina did. Yeah, I didn't. I read Pride, Prejudice, and Zombies, but I didn't read this Oh, one. which I thought the beginning of that movie was really fun. Yeah. Uh, but I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I thought it got a little wacky yeah. towards yeah, the end. Yeah, I think it's weird. I know. Uh, in other news, George Romero has, uh, it's been announced that he actually left about 50 scripts after he had passed on comicbook.com. They did an interview with his wife, Suzanne Des Rocher Romero confirmed that he left behind nearly 50 scripts that could one day be developed into films. She said, uh, Dan Klaus is fervently rewriting as we speak. Also, George has many scripts. We have very many scripts that he's written. And so you never know what's going to pop up. Romero had been working on a project before that called Road of the Dead, which I believe his son was helping to produce and make like they were going to be working on it together. <clears throat> and so they asked her about that. And she said, that's in the works, I think. I think it's sputtered a little bit, but we'll see what happens. But we have a lot. George was a prolific writer. He loved to write. And we have 40, 50 scripts that he's written. And a lot of it's very good. He had a lot to say. And he still does. Because I'm going to make sure that he does. It's my mission. 
So what do you guys think about that? I mean, say what you will about some of the later films that he did, you know, whether you liked him or not, Diary of the Dead, Land of the... Or not land. Although some people are pretty, they, they're kind of on the fence, I believe, on Land of the Dead a little bit. Because there's yeah. like elements of it that I like and there's Same. some that I don't. Um, like I don't think it all landed perfectly. But it's it, it seems like a continuation of the actual franchise. Just not, just too big budget. Right. But the Diary of the Dead and then there was the, I think Diary of the Dead was the one where they did the found footage one. Yes. And then they did the Island of the Dead, right? Which was like set in like Ireland or something like that. I never really saw that It's like one. on a farm on an island or something like that. That was a little bit better than the other one. I'm not a fan of either of those that much either. But keep in mind, he really didn't get the budget that he wanted either. So he probably didn't get the like, you know, creative control that he really needed to right. do it. So, but you know, even some of the, the greatest don't produce the best all the time. So, but yeah. I would love to see what someone could do with it. Same. So, but what do you guys think? Would you love to see any of those? Is there anything you would have loved to have seen him write about? Because I'm kind of curious what he did. I would wonder if it's like, you know, I'm sure it's not all zombies, obviously. So it'd be interesting to see some of the outer fringes of his creativity. So, but uh, other than that, guys, that's it for the news. All right, guys. So now we're going to jump into our demons and demons too of our flesh and potatoes and we're gonna go ahead and do that right now Alright, so we're going to go ahead and kick it off with the first one, obviously, and Brittany did the work on this one, so why don't you go ahead and tell them about it, Brittany? In 1985. Oh, shit. A group of random people are invited to a screening of a mysterious movie, only to find themselves trapped in theater with ravenous demons. Oh, my God. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> uh, demons was directed by Lumberto Bava. Who's we've talked about? I feel like a million times. Yes, Same with, we have uh, talked about it. Dario Argento as yeah. well. He also directed such films as Body Puzzle, You'll Die at Midnight, Demons Two, The Torturer, etc., etc. It was written by Dardano Sacchetti, who wrote the original story. Who also wrote 1999 Brock's Warriors, Deadly Impact, and A Bay of Blood, which I haven't seen A Bay of Blood in forever, and I want to watch it again. Mm-hmm. It's a good movie. Dario Argento also wrote the screenplay. Obviously, he's never done anything else that we know about. Just kidding. He's known <laughs> for Suspiria, Phenomenov, Inferno, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. This goes on and on and on. <laughs> um, it stars Urbano Bar... Ugh. Hang on. Urbano Barberini. Barberini. Barberini, who plays George. He was also in Casino Royale, a movie called Gore and Gore 2. Mm-hmm. G-O-R. Yes. Gore. Uh, has Natasha Hovey, who plays Cheryl, who is the only English title besides this I could find is something called The Final Scoop. Everything else is in Italian, and I'm not even going to attempt it, because <laughs> I'm just going to piss people off. <laughs> um, it also has Jaretta Jaretta, who plays Rosemary. We've never talked about her before. 
Just kidding. We talked about her when we covered Shocking Dark, <laughs> Rat's Night of Terror. <laughs> She's also in Domino and Bloody Christmas. This is one of my biggest roles that she did for me. This is the most standout one. Yeah, she for really me, for her she too. she put her all into that shit, dude. Yeah, she's so great. Yeah. Uh, it also has Bobby Rhodes, who plays Tony. He was also in Leviathan, Flight from Paradise, Circle of Fear, and a lot of other movies too. And. Carl Zinni, who plays Ken. He was in a film called Delirium, The Final Executioner, and Act of Sorrow. And that's all I feel I'm naming, because there's a lot right. of people in this movie. And, yeah. Also, I wanted to mention, Sergio Stivaletti did the special effects in this movie. He's mm-hmm. done uh, Demons 2. He actually, this was his first thing. I have some trivia on him as well. Cool. Uh, but he's worked on many films, like Cemetery Man, The Sect, the church, like tons of different other stuff. Some movies that we've never talked about before. Yes. Uh, well, no, we did Cemetery Man I'm once, joking. but okay. <laughs> I was like, what are you too. talking about? <laughs> <laughs> it's the running theme of me pretending like we've never talked about these things before. <laughs> there are other people who did special effects, like like Sergio Stivaletti was like the guy who did a lot of the animatronic and like the the teeth and the nails and like the cool weird the cool shit. shit. Yeah, yeah, like. Well, it's not like everything else wasn't cool. This was just like the primary focus, like up close and, right. you know, practical effecty shit that is different. And there's set a, it apart. And there's also a big reason why it's such a big deal because, and we'll explain more of that in some of the trivia for both these movies, so don't worry. So, Alex, what did you think about this movie? Obviously, well, you hate it. Yeah, no. Worst movie ever made. Let me preface this before we get into either of these movies. I am one of the biggest fans of both of these movies. These are like... He truly is. I'm staring at his posters right like, now. Like, I, yes, I have like... I have it on VHS, I have it on DVD, I have it on Blu-ray. Blu-ray. I bought bought <laughs> both of these movies for like a hundred bucks from the Synapse. They were like fifty bucks a piece, and everybody was like, That's goddamn, that's a lot of money, guys. Not for me. <laughs> <laughs> I was like the first one to buy that, literally with one of the like, one of the first people. I was like, it's on sale, oh my god. <laughs> Only $178. No way. <laughs> so I'll say this. Like, you know, the movie is really unique to me in a lot of ways because, you know, first of all, you have a theater that's having a premiere and some unsuspecting kids or guests watch a movie about demons and then literally all hell breaks loose in the theater, much like it is in the movie. I think it's pretty cool because the movie takes like a zombie genre and spins it into a demon movie, which I think is actually a really great combination because, you know, the whole infection thing with zombies is pretty great, you know, mm-hmm. and, and first of all. So then when you take it and spin it into a demon thing, you know, it's it's pretty unique. You have the don't get bit by a zombie thing or you're going to get infected. But, you know, this sort of amps it up to scratches as well. If you get bit or scratch, you turn into a demon, basically. That's how it works. And because it pulls from the rule set of the zombies, it becomes a meaty special effects awesome nightmare on film to me that you can love, you know, if you like that kind of stuff. Only these demons look really fucked up. Worse than zombies, in my opinion. Like, they look fucked up, like nightmare fuel for children they climb jump run and drool weird green shit out of their mouths their teeth pop out of their regular teeth as they transform into fucking nightmares before your eyes and their voices and screams turn to down pitch gurgly moans and screams and shit some even into actually horned demons so I'm, I'm a huge fan. It's it's gory. It's schlocky. But the great thing about it is that they take this shit 
ultra seriously. So it's not done in like a cheeky fun way. Right. Even though you could probably have a cheeky fun time with it and laugh of it like that in a way, because a lot of people do. They think it's schlocky as fuck. Um, But I think that makes it a great film to me because they try to take it seriously. And it actually had a pretty decent budget for itself at the time. I don't know what it was, but they talk about it quite a bit in the extras. So I don't think they really make movies like this anymore. I don't think that's a good thing necessarily because for me, this movie is exactly what I want to see. It doesn't need to have this like insane story or explain everything out there. It's just, it just comes at you. You don't know why. And that's to me is scary is horror. If, if there are other movies that actually do something like this, they usually are cheaper and they just don't land it as well. Uh, or they come out as comedies, but there's not really that many demon movies. Like there are some, you know, but I think in a way like these demons are better than zombies in general. You know, although it's definitely nowhere near as deep as something like Romero's social subtext that he has. More of a fun, crazy ride, you know? Just kind of fuels nightmares for kids for days. The transforming and the weird distorted screams with gore is enough to throw any kid's imagination into fucking hell. I'm a huge fan. If, if you love gore, if you love the 80s, if you love Italian horror, and on top of that, and you, and you haven't seen this, I think that you really should watch this because... I think you're missing out. Uh, I think most people have probably seen the first one. They probably haven't seen the second one as much, but I think both of them are, are good in their own right. Um, the first one, obviously, is the masterpiece for Lombardo Bava, so many people are going to argue with you and say that the first one is, and I don't necessarily disagree with them at all. It's, it's definitely the one that set everything in motion, but... To be fair, I'm sure there are going to be plenty of people that basically say, oh, God, those movies are just so fucking cheesy. I'm not in that camp, though, guys. So, you know me. I like weird shit. You kind of get an idea of what I like these days. But Demons and Demons 2 are in my top 15 films easily. One of them is a lot closer to the top, but I'll tell you that more when we get to the end of both. So, but uh, yeah. I think the only thing that he could even come close to demons to me, as far as the type of like monsters and shit and creatures and shit is probably night of the demons. And I don't know if it's, it even compares the same, but I think there's a lot of style in night of the demons. So Mm. I kind of like that one too, if you guys are into that too. So if you like night of the demons, you'll probably like these. What about you? (laughs) I'm not as in love with these movies as you are (laughs) uh, by any means. You're going to fuck it up, aren't you? But, No, I like this one. I've always liked this one. I watched this, is, I don't know, probably third or fourth time I think I've seen it. Okay. So, I mean, I, I, I definitely liked it better the first time. Right. Maybe second time that I saw it over, you know, than compared to now. I can't really not love an Italian 80s movie, <laughs> so 80s horror movie. So, I mean, we were discussing earlier, like, I everything about, like, the crazy colors that they use, like, bodily fluids. Like, it, I feel like that, that distinctly creates this understanding that they're separating away from being humans and becoming these other entities or demons you know something's wrong something's wrong yeah and that's one of my favorite things about the 80s and horror movies in general especially like these type of creature type movies and and stuff where they take these bright ass fucking colors these greens and yellows and blues and purples and pinks and whatever and they incorporate that into it instead and it creates this whole different visual experience but still tells the story in a in a way that makes sense and isn't totally fucking stupid like yeah it's a little (laughs) cheesy but it's like it's still cool so and that's one of the things that i appreciate with this like we were also talking about how like i'm one of those people that like certain 
noises trigger certain responses from me personally. Okay. So where I like either get really annoyed or I get really angry or like some noises cause like physical pain to my body. Yeah. And this one, it's not as bad um, for me, but like I hate how the demons sound and shit when they're like I just like I don't like listening to it. It annoys me. <laughs> like no. It's the same with like doing your traditional zombie noises and shit too. I don't. It's stupid to me. Like it's just annoying and it's like it frustrates me. But that's something that I can't control personally of okay. how that resonates to me in my brain. But I love all the transformations. They're so fucking cool and spot on. And the gore is great in this movie. The story's cool. The whole concept is different. And I I know and completely understand how this is like a classic, you know, film. And this is definitely one of those cult classic in films. In Italy, for sure. In Italy, for sure. But I feel like in America, too. I feel like oh, any horror fan that I know like knows demons and they like this movie. Yeah. You know, like some don't like it, which is fine. But for the most part, the general consensus is that everybody enjoys this movie now as far as demons 2 i don't think most people have seen it or if they do then maybe their feelings are more reserved right yeah about it but whatever it's fun yeah it's quirky yeah it's a little a little corny it's still fucking dope like it's still creepy and unnerving and unsettling and it gets you a couple of times where you don't expect it to and i mean it's a cool fucking movie yeah no i i really think that this is a this is definitely an italian classic i think it did some a lot more different than a lot of the films obviously it all comes from the zombie genre right and but I, it, it caused them to think outside the box a little bit. Absolutely. Not very far, it's, but enough to make it really cool. It's inspired by, but not right. the same. You know what I mean? Like, they take heavily from the zombie genre, but they've changed it. Like, they've made little subtle differences. Right. And whatever. So, which is cool. And yeah, the demons are fucking terrifying looking like they <laughs> fucked them up everybody is so fucking creepy and like they got those con and you know those contacts back in the 80s were pure torture right they were fucking hell for them like, they're basically like sticking wood in your eyes essentially like it's just a thick hard film that right. they have to stick in there and it's like similar to kind of how sclera contacts are still now well it's glass i'm sure back Made, then. i think they were glass yeah, yeah. Or, like this really really hard plastic because even when i was younger my friend had a contacts and they were just glass yeah, I, yeah, I don't, I don't like, I just know that they're really firm and uncomfortable as fuck. That's all yeah. I know. And I know, like, now they make them more pliable and awesome, and you can't even feel them or whatever. But you know, now with the costume, like the sclera ones that cover your whole eye, those are still super fucking uncomfortable. Oh yeah, yeah. Anybody will tell you that. So, and they have to. They, you know, one day maybe they'll be able to get those the same kind of like light and airy. Yeah, but like I wear contacts and these are fine, but they don't cover my entire eye. So scleras, scleras, I don't fuck with those. So thanks. Yeah, Yeah. some of the the creatures in this are really fucking cool. They are like it's it's hard for me to kind of speak from like my first experience because the second one is my first experience. Really? Yeah, I watched the second one first uh, when I was younger, and I'll tell you the story about that later. But so it's really hard for me. But I can tell you that the the creature work in this is just fucking terrifying. Like, downright scary. Do not show your kids this. Yeah. This will fucking scar them. It'll either make them love horror or be scared to go outside or leave the fucking light. You know what I mean? Like, I know I was scared by the second one. Like, it freaked me out. I get that as yeah. a kid, yeah. 
Yeah, especially because there's there's some things that happen in it that just have no boundaries whatsoever. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, guys, I think if you're if you're into some of the Italian horror and like okay, or maybe like Return of the Living Dead with the whole punk rock zombie sort of yeah, you know that kind of thing. Like it has it's not silly like Return of the Living Dead, but it's inadvertently silly like Return of the Living Dead in a way. It's like I feel like you have to have some type of like general understanding or knowledge of Italian horror movies to appreciate this movie? Nah. Not necessarily, but maybe like to appreciate it a little more than other people. There is a there is a layer of superior like, cheese that this movie is to me. You don't have to know anything about Italian horror movies to be a fan of this by any means, but I feel like to appreciate it to a, a different level than a lot of other people. But it's a contextual thing different 80s are just so great because they just did things that they took so many fucking risks, risks yeah, yeah. And like no we don't get fuck like well especially fine. italians man like italians yeah. like their whole genre which is so sad because italian horror is not really a thing anymore the whole the whole italian horror thing is pretty much gone mm-hmm. uh they do a lot of action and drama and shit now but they don't have any of the fucking the old days of fucking horror like they used to it died out in like kind of the 90s it kind of lingered on for a little while and some things were good some weren't you know like the Dario Argento Lucio Falci movie the wax mask that you know some people liked that one a little bit more there's some other things but the 80s Italian horror which was not big back in the 80s really it's huge now is huge now and a lot of people who were working on these films back in those days were like this is never going to be even popular and Lo and behold, these things did some fucking crazy shit that no one ever had done before. And, you know, even though they were kind of trying to bite off of other things, it still became its own classic. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I just like I just can dip into the 80s a lot. I can always dip into Italian horror. Yeah. And I can't help it, man. Which is fine. I don't give a shit. As long as it's interesting, I don't fucking care. (laughs) I think that's because it like impacted me in that morbid nostalgia that I always talk about. Yeah. Which I completely understand. I yeah. fucking love 80s everything, so I don't give a shit. I'm not going to argue with you when you're like, we're going to do these moves. Okay. It's, <laughs> it's fine. We're going to run out, and then I might have to redo them because I love them so much. It sucks. Jesus. <laughs> um, it had a $1.8 million estimated budget, by the way. Is that what it said? Okay. Yeah. So I have a little bit of trivia. The building that was used for the exteriors of the Metropole Theater actually does still stand in Berlin, Germany. Mm-hmm. It is a functioning club called Goya um, that has actually been host to several horror conventions thanks to its appearance in this particular film. Right. Which is super fucking cool to me. Like, I love the fact that that's still there. It's still functioning. They still do this shit. Dope. I love that. Well, the story is definitely set in Berlin. Absolutely. They, but they shot most of it in, in Rome. Yeah, the, the filming took place in Berlin and Rome. One of the things that I noticed and I thought was cool and then I found a fact to back me up on it. So I was like, yeah. They referenced the country's in posters inside the cinema. Oh, yeah. Where they have a Nosferatu poster and Argento's Four Flies on Grey Velvet posters nice. are in the lobby. The Four Flies one, it's not as, obviously, it does, it's not as prevalent and doesn't stand out as much as the Nosferatu, but instantly I was like, Nosferatu poster, that's dope. And it's in this quick scene when they're trying to get out the main lobby door is when you really notice it. They talk about that in the extras a lot, Nosferatu. Yeah. Because, you know, even though it was made in, what, was it 1922? Like a million years ago, yeah. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> they were like saying that it's still frightening as shit. It's an incredible fucking movie. Yeah. Absolutely 
incredible. Like, still holds the test of fucking time to this day, which is insane because this is like a million years ago. Um, watch it. Well, if you look at the teeth of Nosferatu, it kind of makes sense with the whole fucking demons thing, too, yeah, right? It really does. So they were really inspired by it, I think. I think so. And they were trying to honor the the place where they shot in Berlin because they were talking about how like Berlin was like this booming um, economy and like modern everything. Mm-hmm. So they had like uh, subways and it was yeah. like really starting to pop at the 80s. So. Oh, yeah. Also, to speak on the Metropole, the name of the cinema actually can be seen as a building in the first Silent Hill video game. Oh, I didn't and know And I was that. like... No, I want to go back and find that because I love that fucking game. Like, that's yeah. still the Silent Hill games. Like, I cannot play them without being fucking terrified. Everybody says part two is the best, always. Like, yeah. Well, I haven't played them in forever to even those know. Those games are just great. Lamberto Bava also cites this as his personal favorite of any of the films he's directed. And Dario Argento's daughter, Fior, actually does play a character in this movie. She plays Hannah. Michelle Sovi who we have also talked about, I feel like, a million fucking times. Which, by the way, I want to say something really quick. We've been saying his name wrong. Is it... S- it's Michele... Michele? Sove. Sove. Okay. Yeah, Michele Sove. Michele Sove. That doesn't matter. I wanted to state it on here that we said it wrong. I know. I feel like we probably are. I feel like I've said everybody's names probably wrong at least once, <laughs> so I'm sorry. It's not our native language. I, I'm understand. not Italian. Yeah. Like, I... No, I'm, I'm just... I'm not... So I want, we make an attempt, guys. Okay, yeah, so fuck I try, off. <laughs> I try. Um, obviously, a devotee of Argento's work and was his assistant director on several films. He also served as an assistant director on this one, and he has two starring roles right. in the movie as well. He plays the man wearing the silver mask, and he also plays Jerry, which is one of the characters in the film that, that they're, they're watching, watching yeah. at the Metropole, which is super cool. He's super entrenched in all these movies from Italian uh, cinema and stuff, like. He's just always been a part of it in yeah. the background some he's way. very much immersed into it. What's weird, some, though, is because he's way. not even the biggest fan of horror. He's kind of just like whatever he's in the moment for is what they've a lot of people have said. He's flies by the seam of his pants. And he always tries to take it and change whatever he does and do it something a little bit different to make it his own. Which is cool. Yeah. This film was listed as number 53 on US TV channel Bravo's The 100 Scariest Movie Moments Countdown which is cool. And also, the soundtrack for this film, which I feel like a lot of people know, because as soon as they start playing White Wedding, I'm just like, yes, <laughs> uh, was actually performed live for the film's 30-year anniversary at the Shock Pop Comic Con nice. in February of 2015. Do you know who did it? Was it the one who wrote the side pieces in the movie? Yeah, Claudio Simonetti. Yes. He's from uh, Goblin. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Plus... Uh, the music that they picked in this movie that wasn't his, that was just like popular music at the time. And mm. the son of Lamberto Bava, Roy Bava, actually picked the music. Sweet. So he said this was like one of his first movies he ever worked on. He didn't get paid. He didn't get paid. He didn't get his name in the credits or anything like that, legally or whatever. You know what I mean? He just helped and like donated his time as like trying to learn. But uh, yeah, he picked a lot of the fucking music because he, you know, Argento is a huge metalhead, by the way. He likes power metal and shit like that back in the day so but it's interesting because and if you guys don't already know this lumberto bava is the son of mario bava who did black sunday and many other films but uh yeah i just wanted to point that out also i wanted to mention uh, the title of this movie in this franchise this brief but delicious franchise (laughs) 
actually came from a book that Lamberto Bava saw on his father's shelf, Mario Bava. Uh, he had a ton of books from the public library that they gave to him and stuff like that. And one of them was uh, Fyodor Dostoevsky, which was called Demons. Uh, the, uh, apparently, at the time, Dario Argento was very particular about how the script was going to come out. They send him a rough draft because there's four writers on this film, by the way. Yeah. I, I believe, yeah, right? There is. Yeah. Right? And just to let you guys know, uh, Argento actually worked on Dawn of the Dead with George Romero. And that movie in particular actually was a huge deal to the Italian world of uh, cinema. And he was trying to work with Lumberto Bava, which, of course, is a huge honor to Lumberto Bava. He was like, of course. So he's like going through all the different scripts that he had. Nothing really stood out. So he asked one of the other writers that are on this, you know, what what they could do. They came up with something. They gave it over to uh, Dario Argento. And he was like, well, it's okay, but we need to change some things. So they all changed it. When they finally nailed it down, Dario Argento called him up and said, okay. Now you need to come up with the name because you're the director, Lamberto, and we need you to come up with the, the movie title. So he said he spent like a long time trying to figure out what the fuck it was, and he was looking at his father's books. And one of the books, there was like all these green back colored books, like they all had green skins, and the one that was not green was this red one. And he looked at it, and it was by Dolchayevsky's, and it was called Demons. And so he was like, I think that's what we're going to call it. So he called up Dario Argento and Dario Argento like paused for like seven seconds. And he was like, bravo, bravo. (laughs) He's like, yes, that's what we'll call it, you know. And like, I guess he he was really happy about it. Um, So it's pretty cool. But there are some uh, homages in this film, by the way, that they talk about a little bit. They were very careful not to do any Dawn of the Dead. as Like I mentioned before, Dario Argento worked with George Romero on Dawn of the Dead. There's even two different versions. Well, like, there's more than two different versions, but there's a Dario Argento cut, and then there's George Romero and an extended cut as well. So they wanted to try to stay away from that, even though they were highly influenced by it because it was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is a reference in the film... The mask of the demon, the one that infects people and cuts the face so they turn into a demon, is basically an homage to his father's movie, Black Sunday, Mario Baba's Black Sunday. So you can kind of tell from that. I mean, it does kind of look similar. She, They put this mask on her that has, like, spikes, and then they nail, they take a hammer and smack it into her face. This is a 1965 film. So it was pretty, it's pretty brutal. I watched it not too long ago. It's really stylish, very art housey, yeah. very Dario Argento is very close to Mario Bava in that style. But Lamberto is a little bit more of the modern, yeah. you know, a little more relaxed. Right. Yeah. Well, I don't know about <laughs> relaxed, well, but Demons yeah. is pretty out there. More modern y, but not so much like artsy. <laughs> right. Also, I did uh, want to mention that uh, Stivale. Who did the the animatronic sort of like uh, special effects with the nails and the teeth and stuff like that? Apparently, when Lamberto they were looking for some sort of person to do the special effects, the practical effects and stuff, and they couldn't find anybody. Like everybody that had been there and had worked on stuff that maybe his like Mario Bava worked on, his father worked with, had all moved to America or weren't doing it anymore. And so they stumbled across like I guess Lamberto actually stumbled upon Stivaletti through one of his um, assistants. They met up with him, and they were like, well, he's like 19. 
like 19 or 20. It's kind of young. <laughs> but he said that as soon as he went and met with the kid, he said he gave him a chance and he was like immediately thrown by all the artwork and stuff that he did and modeling and all this stuff. He was like, he's really talented. You could tell. He was like, so I gave him a chance. And uh, that's why we had him in part two. So it obviously worked out, out a lot. But like I said, he did mostly the transformation scenes. So uh, and also, last but not least, Demons was actually the very first Italian film to have true, legitimate Dolby stereo, like the proper way to do it. So even in the theaters, they actually had it play that way. Sweet. So it was pretty big impact on there. And it did really fucking well over there, by the way. So good, in fact, that Argento called Lamberto Bava the very next day and said, get ready for the sequel. Dario Argento was like, yo, get your shit ready. We're going to do a sequel. <laughs> and it's funny because Dario Argento, it was this isn't his style. So he was real reserved about doing it. And he wasn't he didn't think it was going to do well. And it actually did way better than he thought. So it was like a instant success. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of interesting because Dario Argento is like a little bit more artsy. You know, he's got that art house flair about him. So but uh, let's talk about our scenes. Yeah. Okay. You go first. I'm going first. I was like, I'm gonna go first anyways. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna steal it before you get to it. Uh, Dreda Dreda's transformation. Yes. She's so tits. She's one of the best uh, zombies. <laughs> she's one of the best demons, demons in the movie. Yeah, yeah, she's the best demon in my opinion. So yeah, that whole transformation scene when she goes into the bathroom because she, you know, her cheek won't stop bleeding. She cut herself on the mask. If you guys missed it or haven't seen the movie, like while right. they're in, and this is spoiler territory too, just FYI. Mm -hmm. um, when they're in the lobby getting ready to watch this movie, there's these like weird masks and shit all over her. And so she puts one of them on like jokingly and it cuts her face. Unbeknownst to her, she now has this demon fucking shit infecting her bloodstream. While they're watching the movie, she's with the other prostitute and then their pimp, Tony. And they, her cheek re wound reopens and it won't stop bleeding. So she excuses herself to the bathroom to, to make it stop, right? She notice her, notices her face is like pulsating. Um, and then eventually it becomes this like giant boil that like explodes. And then she's screaming and then she disappears. Right. And then her friend finds her in the bathroom stall later because she's been gone for forever. And she turns around and she's this fucking grotesque demon monster. With red eyes. With red eyes. And she like, chases her friend and scratches the ever-living well, shit out of her. She's puking green She's puking green. Yeah, she turns. That's the moment where she just like turns. You see her eyes first, which is super cool. And then she starts puking this like bright green shit out of her mouth. And I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And by the way, if by chance Doretta Doretta's listening, you fucking sold that shit. I love the <laughs> fucking love you. That was so good, dude. Like, she, like, even, even the, even Liberto was like, or I don't know if it was Liberto, but maybe one of his sons or somebody, the people that worked on it were like, really, they were like, she was really into it. She's great. Like, I was, she's just fantastic. If you're going to do it, do, do it. it. Yeah, yeah. Just fucking do it. Cause like, you know, you might as well give it your all. Yeah, you know what I mean? She fucking did it. She is the most memorable. Uh, Demon. God damn it. I keep doing that. Now see, it's because I mentioned it. You now did. now yeah, I'm fucking talking up. about it, but. Yeah, she is the most memorable demon in it. Although Christina is a big fan of the first transformation scene where the girl falls out of the fucking screen. Oh, 
that is the first actual transformation scene. I love that too. So yeah. that's going to be your next one. I'm going to assume, right? Actually, no. Mine. The first one was the Jureta Jureta foams yeah. out of the mouth. Obviously, uh, <clears throat> I do like. I'll just point one minimal little tiny one out. Is like I did like that shot that they did where you know everybody's infected. I think the, even the pimp guy got infected and he fell over the railing or whatever. They had that guy that was hanging and like he. They all made it up. He like climbed the rope after hanging himself or whatever. But anyway, yeah, I was like, how do get up there <laughs> they're all up on the top balcony because this is one of those theaters that are like an opera where they have like another mm-hmm. balcony couple balconies or whatever and they're up there trying to like protect themselves and you see these demons come running up the stairs with this blue light and fog behind them and in their eyes are all glowing i just thought that was really fucking cool that so really cool that's just one of the little tiny ones. But the big one that, that really got me is when the demon climbs out of Kathy's back on the floor. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like, so, yeah, so cool. Like one of the bigger moments to me in the film. Yeah, that one was cool. Because like right before Kathy is like, what is this place and who are you? What is this place? Because mm-hmm. there's two girls that go to the theater. She was the friend of the girl. Cheryl, Cheryl yeah. And they, they go to the theater to go together on a whim. Anyway, and then they meet up with two boys. And her best friend, the girl that comes with her, is is the girl, Kathy. But anyway, she's it's like it's cool. I, what I liked about it is that it's kind of like she's bending between human and demon at that moment. Yeah. So you can kind of see like she's confused because her body is becoming an instrument of evil as it's leaving so the demon's kind of speaking in like a regular voice before it's taken over yeah that whole scene's really cool too yeah but they have this huge horned fucking demon that crawls out of her back with these fucking teeth and shit and it's just fucking cool man like i'm sure that was just not on set that was like actually post-production but it was fucking badass and then it like runs off and scratches that one dude He's like, oh no, am I gonna change? And he was like, no, it's gonna be all right. His other friend, it's like, no, it's not gonna be all right. Shoot him in the head. Yeah, <laughs> kill him now. Yeah, I, I, they probably could have. They probably could have played on the emotions a little bit more there, but you know, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Who cares? Um, yeah. Well, then I'm gonna talk about it. So her friend, when her friend transforms, the Dreda Dreda um, scratched her friend's neck, right, and then she somehow stumbles behind the movie screen oh okay and then starts to transform back there and everybody's like this is before everybody in the theater knows what's going on okay no one knows what's happening and all of a sudden she kind of just bursts through the screen and they all rush to help her because they think she's just like injured and she starts to transform in front of all of them and they do these cool really close-up moments where like her claws are growing out of her where her fingernails are and they're right. pushing her fingernails off all yeah, slow. Yeah, I hate that shit. And if shit. people don't like that shit, like that's a like a ugh, like cringy moment. I love that. So yeah. I was like, yes, it's fucking cool. And then her teeth and I don't like teeth stuff. Like I love <laughs> teeth. Like I think teeth are super cool, but I don't like mouths and like spit. Teeth falling out? No, teeth falling out. Like that doesn't really bother me. I just don't like be inside of people's mouths. Uh, okay. I don't know. Like spit grosses me out. <laughs> so I could never work in dentistry because <laughs> I'm like, nope. I'm good. Or like pornography. Split and, like, split and phlegm like, are like two things where I'm like, Ugh. like I'm good. Anyways, so, and then all her teeth, like these like pointy, freaky ass teeth start pushing out her actual teeth and like replacing them, which was cool. Yeah, that's the first transformation scene, right? So you're talking cool. about, right? Yeah, the actual okay. transformation, like full on transformation that we get to see, like so dope. Okay. If you've listened this far, there's a motorcycle samurai sword demon fight scene. 
Uh, even though it's a little underwhelming, part of me just kind of appreciates that it's in there. <laughs> <laughs> like, they also do one scene that I know it was not an homage, but it totally ripped off from Dawn of the Dead. And I got to point it out, is the helicopter falls through the ceiling, right? In Dawn of the Dead, there's a scene where they're gassing up and this zombie comes over and his head, the top of his head gets scalped, but it just like chops off the top of his head. And they did something like that, although it didn't cut the head, it just did over their midsection. So that is probably one of the scenes that they were talking about, not trying to rip off Dawn of the Dead, but it kind of came out that way anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still like, where'd the helicopter come First from? of all, the helicopter breaking through the ceiling is pretty ridiculous. Yeah. You can see it's like a model at first, and then all of a sudden they just drop it without <laughs> any debris <laughs> whatsoever. So weird. And it just falls, like it's not even spinning or anything. Yeah, it makes no sense. But then the engine like is turning the thing still, so... Yeah, well, Or they turn it on or whatever, who anyway. Knows? It works miraculously. Do you have anything else? Um weird people in the car snorting coke out of a coke can. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that shit cracked me the fuck up. Because at first I was like, is that motherfucker snorting Coca-Cola through a straw? Out of a coke can. Out of a coke can? Yeah. No, I just thought it was he was snorting Coca-Cola. And I was like, what? <laughs> well, I'm so confused. You know, they, and then they spill it. And I'm like, oh, he has actual coke in the coke can. Okay. You know the history of coke, though, right? Yes, I do. Okay. And that's why I, was, I said that to Mouse. Because he was trying to figure it out. And he was all confused, just like I was. And I was like, oh, well, you know, blah, blah. And I was like, well, that was way before the 80s. First of all, I don't think that's why they did it, necessarily. Because I, if you guys don't know, Coca-Cola used to have cocaine in it when they first started making it, I think. I think they still do. To be I, honest. You think? I don't know. That shit's still like crack, so. <laughs> I think it's just pound, Coke. just pounds of sugar, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, it's like, basically the same fucking, like, thing. But I think they were just putting it in the can, though, just because it was a there, way to it was hide a, it. I think it was a cheeky kind of thing. like Just to hide it from the cops. Well, that's exactly what, the, in the movie, the point, but I yeah. feel like they thought of that a little more in depth when they were like, let's put it in a Coke can. <laughs> yeah, just to be ironic. Just to or, be cheeky, you yeah. know? So I, that shit was funny to me. I did hate the scene where the guy's like trying to scrape the scrape thing. it off, quote unquote, with a razor, with a razor blade yeah. on her tit. And I'm like, I was like, oh, you cut her. Yeah. First of all, that motherfucker can't be like, I will fucking. Well, first end of all, you. she looks kind of underage. Uh, right? She looks underage and like a twelve year old boy. <laughs> she looks like a twelve year old boy. I'll let you can't bury boobs. yourself on that one. I ain't gonna say. Well, shit. she does. Like she, I'm just saying, she looks like she's very masculine looking. She doesn't. She looks like, familiar though. Like she I don't does. Know why. I agree, she does. Like, someone, like, currently that I just can't put my I, finger on. I thought it. the same thing. I was like, ew, this is weird. Yeah. But she totally looks like a lost boy, but an actual boy. Right. Like, that's exactly what I felt like with her, and it made me really uncomfortable. So I was like, mm. Without spoiling too much, I mean, and this is spoiler, 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 so if you haven't seen this movie, please don't listen past this anyway. Uh, we'll do the next movie in about two minutes anyway, so. Yeah, I'm but like, the, I'm done with scenes, so. The last thing I want to mention was I love the fact that when they finally get out of the theater and they escape, that it is spread to the streets. Yeah. And it's it wouldn't have mattered if they got out earlier or not. They would have just been in the heat of it in the moment of when the demons were being spread everywhere because they kind of allude to the one that got out when the police come got out of the building and right. it, it like infected everything but I don't think that's why I think it just well it maybe just, maybe that is. Maybe that is, you never know because it spreads so fast. So yeah. it could be what it is, but at the same time we don't know if it's actually just something that's going on everywhere. Right. And they, they don't know either. So I'd like talk that. about that too at the end. So Yeah. But so if you had to give this a score though, honestly, like what would you give it? Out of ten. 
Uh, well, eight. don't even worry. You don't have to give it a score. Forget that. No, I'm giving it one eight. Really? Yeah. Okay. I like this movie. For, based on the fact of 80s movies and... Well, I just like this movie in general. So. Okay. But yeah, especially for 80s horror movies yeah, I, and Italian horror movies or even just 80s horror movies in general. Like I, I, love, I, I like this movie. Yeah. So, you know, it was harder to watch it now yeah. later because I've seen it a bunch. So I was basically just watching it for like refresher context at this point but i still like this movie there's I'm just not, parts that i could do without but. i couldn't give it a score i just it would be hard for me that's yeah. why i was Which wondering fine. that's why i was like i can <laughs> well because i never watched this one without watching the second one too and uh the next movie we're going to be talking about happens to be <laughs> demons too what do you know um, and by the way, if you guys are fans that have been listening for a long time and you're one of our longtime listeners, you probably know that we already did cover Demons once before. But I really wanted to share this with Brittany because I wanted to get her opinion on it. I hadn't seen, I haven't seen two. Part two, hadn't yeah. I haven't seen part two. So, so the only fine. way that we could watch or talk about part two was to make sure that she watched the first one too. So it's kind of interesting. But demons 2 came out a year later literally like i said you know dario argento said hey like get your fucking demons 2 ready you know we're gonna do it uh but the story for this one is a group of tenants and visitors are trapped in a 10-story high-rise apartment infested with demons who proceed to hunt the dwindling humans down it was directed, of course, by Lamberto Bava, which we've talked about. It was written by Dario Argento, Lamberto Bava, Franco Farini, and Dardano Sacchetti. It's also produced by Dario Argento and Fernando ugh, <laughs> Ferdinando Caputo. It uh, also had Sergio Stivaletti, who had did special effects on this again. He uh, obviously continued on the tradition. I also found out that he did one of his uh, proudest scenes that he ever did, by the way, was from the church, which was the uh, demon scene where they were having sex or whatever. Yep. Because it was so, it was like a full body suit. So it was like huge. That would be so cool. And he also did Dracula 3D, which is a Dario Argento movie. So. Oh, yeah. I always forget about that. Yeah. I, I, didn't, I wasn't a big fan of it. It was a little weird. It was weird. Um, Simon Boswell joins for the scoring of the music in this one, as well as uh, some of the music that he picked for this film. Uh, he wanted to kind of go for like an English thing. Uh, some of the cast in this one is Coralina Cataldi Tassoni. She plays Sally, the uh, that birthday girl. Uh, <laughs> Sally Wacker. Um, but this was her first role. She also appeared in the movie Opera, Mother of Tears, which is uh, Suspiria's the trilogy and the last of the trilogy. Um, and uh, Phantom of the Opera. It also stars David Knight, who plays George, who is in another movie called Who Shot Patakango. And that's it, literally. Sweet. Which I didn't think he was horrible, so I wonder what happened. He was the, the just, guy with the glasses studying. Yeah, he just didn't want to do it anymore. Oh. Also stars Nancy Brilly, who plays Hannah, the Prego lady. She uh, was in a movie called Body Count, Who Wants to Kill Sarah, and a ton of Italian TV movies that pretty much all of them I've never even heard of. So I kind of went through them, but uh, didn't see anything. Also, you know, we get a cameo by Aja Argento. Um, also stars Virginia Bryant, the prostitute. She is in the movie The Barbarians. Demons 3, the ogre, also called Graveyard Disturbance. And another movie called The Prince of Terror, which was a TV movie. Can you see a little, little theme here? Yeah, there's a bunch. There's some other, like the Phantom of the Opera and that opera movie are also other actors I, I from think, the other movie are related 
in that aspect too. I think a lot of the problem with uh, why horror died out in Italy a little bit is because of the producers. Yeah. Nobody wanted to take risks on it, you know, because they didn't want to make a cult movie that would be successful, you know, years later or whatever, you know what I mean? But, and now nobody's, like, some people think that's too amateurish and stuff. I'm not saying that there isn't, and I haven't seen anything of recent time to stand out, but I think it's a problem with the production and they just don't want to take risks. Probably. So, much like America. It also stars Bobby Rhodes, who was a pimp in Demons, but also a gym trainer in this one. Surprise! Called Hank. He's not dead. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he, he he switched his position, so he's probably not making as much money, but he's pumped. He's fucking <laughs> jacked up, huh? He was in a movie called Endgame, uh, which is on Amazon right now, The Great Alligator, Delta Force Commando 2, and Hercules by Luigi Cozy. Uh, he's also in, uh, there's also Marco Vivio, who plays Tommy, the little boy who... Uh, eventually has issues later on. I won't say how because I don't want to ruin it for you guys. He was in a movie called A Blade in the Dark. He was also in Demons 3, which we also know. It's called The Ogre. It's also called Graveyard Disturbance and Until Death. Bunch of different names. Plus, I guess he was part of the crew on Final Destination. Hmm. So, I don't know. I thought that'd be interesting to point out. It also stars Lino Salami, who is a security guard in here. And he was the coke guy driving ah, in the first Demons, by the way. Is. Also, he was in the movies Passion of the Christ, Demonia, and Demons 3, a.k.a. Graveyard Disturbance, I keep saying. Uh, it also stars Stefano Molinari, who was the demon on the TV, a very huge moment in this movie, by the way, yeah. who, get this, played Leonardo da Vinci in Hudson Hawk with uh, Bruce Willis. He's also in a movie called Evil Clutch, which I believe is a trauma release, and another demon movie by Lamberto Bava called La Machera del Demonio, which is about a witch, apparently, that causes people to turn into demons or possesses them, I guess. Fun. So I don't know too, too much more other than that. Obviously, Sergio Stavilletti did the special effects on that. But uh, what were your thoughts on this one, Brittany? Well... <laughs> Don't fucking crush my dreams, my childhood. No, I'm kidding. No, I mean, it, it's all right. It's no, not, it's, be honest, yeah. Yeah, it's not my favorite. I didn't really like it all that much, um, but that's that's not because elements of it weren't cool. It has really cool special effects and gore elements still. The story's all right. The acting's okay. And well, neither of the acting's really good. No, it's not good. It's just okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's not a big shining moment in the first movie either. But <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but then this all comes back to like certain things that ruin movies for me. Okay. And this one has a whole lot of that, especially towards the end. Like, okay. Well, from like midpoint to the end. Okay. I feel like. So a lot of the like sounds and not even just with like the characters and the demons and just like the soundtrack and the music and things that they were playing too just throws me off. Really? Okay. And when I get into that type of situation, I even went back and like rewatched too just to see if it would have that same effect or if I was just being nitpicky and bitchy mm -hmm. because I was like... This pissed me off. Now I'm in a bad mood. But I went back and I was like, nope, still doing it. <laughs> like, <laughs> and it made it worse. Like, I was like, fucking this. So, so you watched it twice, huh? Yeah, I did. I watched it fucking twice. <laughs> and I tortured myself twice because I was like, maybe I'm just having a bad day. <laughs> and like, that's why I feel this way. And I'm like, no, it's literally just shit that I can't control that my body does. And my brain attaches to things and goes, we don't like that. Okay. This makes you angry or this makes you really fucking 
painfully like aggravated and there were like noises in this movie that caused me physical fucking pain or like it gives me an instant headache like it's super weird like probably sounds really weird to our listeners and i don't know how else to explain it that's just what happens it's like some people with nails on a chalkboard type of noise like makes you instantly cringe and uncomfortable well yeah it affects you physically it takes me out of it and i can't enjoy the movie at that point because then i'm just fucking annoyed okay and then i don't want to put it on you know i don't want to mute it because then you lose context i think and a lot of times too from that okay but I don't know. It has cool elements to it. There's a couple of scenes that I actually liked Okay. from here. I just felt like the story was just a little bit uh, messy. Okay. For me, like you can follow along for the most part, but it just gets, it gets really, they jump around a lot. Um, okay. And there's no like, I didn't feel like there was any like solid resolution to anything. It all feels very open, which is fine because this goes on to what, eight, seven other movies, six other movies? No. Or like eight or nine. No. This? I'll get into some of the trivia here in a little bit to kind of better explain it to you guys. But basically, there are three movies in it. There's a trilogy. It is Demons 1, Demons 2, and The Church. La Chesa, which is Michele Sovi's version of Demons that he changed to make more original, which means there was no real demons in it. It's more psychological. The movie's so good, though. It is really good, though. So yeah. good. It, 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 he want, he didn't want to be like, oh, I'm the director that did Demons 3. So yeah. they changed it to the church. He went not so literal. Right. It's cool. Yeah. You really were that disappointed, huh? I Yeah. No, I wouldn't say I was disappointed. I just feel like I couldn't enjoy it the way I wanted to because of certain elements. But I, I still like this one. And, and I feel like if I would have seen this at a younger age, I probably would have liked it more no it makes sense because Uh. it would resonate with me differently than it does now so now uh you know at my age i'm looking at it like i just i don't i don't i don't i don't want to do it well you know what i mean like to kind of give you guys an idea about my my opinion on this like first of all this was the first second one demons 2 was the first one i saw which i kind of mentioned before i was pretty young when i saw it too so i I think it was at like a fourth of july party from my And I don't have a really good memory about things, to be honest with you, but I believe I know that it was at a party at my mom's best friend's house and their neighbor I became friends with as a way to like kind of push us off so they could get to drinking and like and having fun and who knows what else. Um, They had a big orgy. I'm just kidding. (laughs) But my buddy who I'm talking about who I met and I I actually went to school with and everything like that. I'm going to tell him about this, but his name is Al. And uh, he he said, hey, uh. You want to watch a horror movie? I was like, yeah, hesitantly. You know, I didn't want to like let him know that shit like that scared me. I said, yeah, reluctantly. Little did I know I was about to watch something as batshit as Demons 2. First of all, never seen anything like it, obviously. Uh, I was immediately drawn to the screen. And I, you know, although I tried to pretend like I wasn't scared, like I said, it was so over the top and no holds barred that I was actually pretty terrified. But I couldn't stop looking, you know, it was like one of those things. I mean, a fucking demon came through the fucking TV screen, guys. Like, every kid's worst fucking nightmare. Basically. It's basically to have the horror that you're watching on screen that's scaring you and in the safety of your own, you know, home, reach through the fucking TV and try to kill you or scratch you and 
turn you into a demon in this case, I guess. Into a green face, snaggle tooth, acid bleeding demon, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> my my little mind could not handle it at the time. And uh, my nighttime sleeping schedule was pretty much destroyed at this point. So, and I don't think I ever told Al this. So if he's listening now. <laughs> Fuck you, Al. Yeah, no, I'm thankful for it because it's one of my favorite oh. movies because of it. I guess so. Thanks. I will always remember Al no matter what. <laughs> Whether he remembers me or not. Uh, but we return to the uh, basic meta horror. You know, this time, instead of a movie theater, it's a DV- demon sort of movie documentary? Because there's like a guy talking about the demons while yeah, they're... Yeah, oh, it's weird. It's almost like it's a reenactment or something. But the funny thing is, is it's actually they're telling the, the occurrences of the first movie after that the theater got taken over and the city got ravaged. <laughs> they were able to like quarantine the fucking demons and uh, basically keep them in this like fucking uh, forbidden zone is what they called it, I guess. But this time, you know, obviously they leak into the world again through the television on everybody else's television, except for Sally and her fucking birthday party. I read a review on this, by the way, for Demons 2, and, it, and the guy called it a bitchy. She was in a bitchy huff. <sighs> Because she really was. She was like, oh, my God, why did you do that? Like, always. Why'd you tell me everything? Yeah, yeah, she was so fucking I would be upset if that happened, but it was like she was kicking her feet the whole time like a child. she was having a fucking tantrum. Right. She was having a lot of tantrums at the beginning. It was a little annoying, to be honest with you. she was annoying. So when she became a demon, I was like, fuck you. But I forgive it because the scene where the demon comes through the TV is just one of the most insane fucking things. And it's such a simple thing that, like, Videodrome had done it, you know what I mean? Like, it was just cool. Like, I loved that. I mean, they probably would have done the same thing if they could have with the theater in the Demons 1 thing. I agree. I think them cutting through the fucking, um, the screen was their way of doing that kind of version anyway. I thought so. So... And this is predating anything that fucking The Ring ever did, so... Uh, yeah. But I personally think that most people are going to consider Baba's first one... Uh, to be his masterpiece, obviously, but maybe because this was my first entry into some sort of irrational, surrealistic nightmare. It's sort of like it like stuck with you differently. I feel like yeah, it, it, because it because it was like it was kind of like carved into my memory and my nostalgia that that morbid nostalgia. Yeah, uh, like a knife or something. But that I makes sense. Know, I actually kind of prefer this one over the other, probably because of that nostalgia. I still love and watch both of these back to back almost every single fucking time. So you know, don't get me wrong, guys. Like I actually do like the first one almost as much as the second one but that one's always going to hold a special spot just like City of the Living Dead did for me with Lucio Falci over the Beyond which is like you know most people prefer the Beyond over they think that's his masterpiece uh, well everybody has a different opinion but you know what I mean <laughs> but if I had to pick the two yeah so but there is something about this one that just said fuck it and uh, just took irrational and creativity past the point no return which I really admire because we don't see shit like that anymore without it going into fucking comical yeah like intentionally comical area so it's got your typical demon fare like the first but it this one kicks it up a notch with acid blood which is pretty fucking amazing to me yeah I do love that yeah. aspect. Yeah. It was almost like they were trying to make like some sort of alien hybrid thing, you know? The acid blood seeps down through the goddamn building like some sort of fucking zombie demon alien sort of blood, I guess. Yeah. You know, but so fucking A, you know? <laughs> I was like, yes, please. This is cool. I mean, it it is a bit ridiculous at times, but 
man, seeing a fucking demon come out of a TV just scared the fucking Jesus out of me. So you got, you know, your typical bad acting in this one, you know, and the punk rock goth alternative soundtrack like the first. But uh, this one spreads it out a bit. Many different characters sort of intersect in this building and pretty much nothing is off bounds in this one. Not even kids, not even dogs. So, yes, it does go where you think it might go. Maybe even worse than you may assume um, with the kids and the dogs. But it sure as fuck don't make movies like this anymore, like I've mentioned before. So and even if you think that's OK, it still kind of saddens me. <laughs> like, I really I don't know. I love these movies. Like, I don't know what it is. It's just so different from anything else i've ever seen so i i and it just stained my fucking memory i can agree with you on that it took a shit and a cum in my hair gross <laughs> in my soul <laughs> anyway so uh i kind of wanted to get into some spoiler thoughts a little bit about this one just because there's some funny things that i want to point out and make fun of okay <laughs> so guys if you haven't seen this movie you might want to skip over this but uh if like you said the first one was an eight to you. What would you compare this one to? Probably like a five. Really? Okay. So it's average film. Yeah. Okay. Um, not bad, not great. For me, you know, I'm not going to give okay. them a score because I feel like whatever the score would be, I mean, if I've watched these all the time and I love them and think about them all the time, it's probably a 10, in my opinion, in my personal overall movies possible. Like, probably not. Like, all movies ever made, like, I couldn't do that. Like, but in this 80s sort of realm... There was this scene where the guy answered the phone and he let, remember we were talking about this? You let Jacob in? How, why would you let him come to my party? And uh, he got into a rash of shit for telling him to come over. But really, that was kind of like the best thing that ever happened to him. Yep. Because <laughs> he didn't die. That was like his saving grace. Yeah. Like, thanks. Thanks, for, bitch. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, because she was a bitchy, uh, she was having a bitchy huff, I guess, like that guy said or whatever. Uh, she was like the Italian Molly Ringwald. It was really bad. That was way over the top. Why won't you just leave? Yeah, like was... telling all the people that came over to celebrate your birthday and then them tolerating it anyway, because in nowadays, nobody would do that. No. They would just be like, fuck you, fuck bitch, you, I'm out. Like, I didn't even want to come here in the nah, first I'd place. Drink, I'd still drink her booze. <laughs> You'd be like eating her eating cake, her cake and shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you, whore. <laughs> I came here for the fucking cake anyway, Jesus bitch. <laughs> I'm going to drink your whiskey and eat your cake because you're a you're a cunt. But she probably yeah. wasn't even drinking you're, drinking. You're a real see you next Tuesday. <laughs> I'm eat, eat your fucking cake. I just thought it was funny to point out because like that guy, like it saved his life. So yeah. it's like fucking, yeah, hell yeah. Totes. One of the other, th other things I wanted to mention is there was the guy with the call girl and then like, you know, Sally who turns into the demon, her blood drips through the floor. <clears throat> when it drips through the floor, it drips on his TV and he's like, touches it. Like, what the fuck? What? I mean, like, why would you touch it? Oh, people are stupid. They always do that. They always put that in movies and people touch stuff or they taste stuff or they smell <laughs> stuff. And I'm like, why would you? No one will do that. Do you know what's a movie that makes fun of that is um, the faux trailer for Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving Day? Or did you ever see um, the Grindhouse movies? Mm-hmm. They have these fake trailers. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's yeah. fucking a turkey and all that. Well, there's that part where he gets, like, one of the, like, mascots or, like, the, the parade ones gets his head chopped off. And then that Michael Bean character, I think it's Michael Bean, comes up and he and he touches the blood and he puts it in his mouth. He's like, it's blood. <laughs> like, right next to the severed head. Like, <laughs> I love that shit. Magic. 
But anyway, he fucking Pure magic. he touches it, and this is like shit that's like melting people. And he yeah. goes and he he goes out in the hall because I guess the power went out or something like that. Is that what yeah, it was? I think so. Yeah. And then when you see, he's like, he tells the neighbor that he touched it. He's like, there's blood dripping from the ceiling. Oh. And he's like, and he and he's like, and I touched it. And he's like, you look at his fingers, and they're fucked. Like that's a bad, bad, bad. That's not blood, dude. Like your fingers are melted off, just about. Write a song about that, Taylor Swift. But he's acting Some so real bad. Blood. <laughs> oh God. Sorry. Sorry. Just a baby. All right, no, no nope. copyright strikes. I'm not even gonna go there. Nope. <laughs> but it's just funny, like how casual he's acting with the blood he's on his. Like, like his fingers are legitimately fucked up. Like, he's like I fucked worse than this. Yeah, it's fine. I mean, maybe he got it from that prostitute. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe he thought it was hers. That's why he touched it. The combination of the blood. Oh, Jesus yeah. Christ. He's like, did I really come all the way over here? <laughs> did you have anything that you wanted to point out just to make fun of it a little bit? Uh, I don't think so. Okay. Well, No, not that I can think of off the top of my head. Well, I've got quite a bit of trivia that I thought was pretty interesting to share with you guys. So we'll go into that now. Uh, as I mentioned before, Simon Boswell did the music in part two. He had a background in uh, being in bands and producing records and albums and stuff as like a, you know, a producer, basically. And then he was in a band called Livewire, which uh, Dario Argento went to go see his band. Well, they, I don't know if it was to see his band, but they went to see some bands because Dario Argento likes metal. They call it metal, but I don't know how deep that goes. Yeah. Like, I don't think he's listening to Grindcore or some shit like that. You know, <laughs> Can you imagine? Probably not. I feel like I feel like it's more like uh, I don't. I can't remember them. He's listening like to Motley Crue type, like or something. You know what I mean? Like I don't think it's really like. Do you ever hear that band called uh, Disrupt? They're like the vegan uh, vegan yeah. uh, grindcore band. <laughs> Religion is a fraud. There's so many ones like that, and I love it so. Dude, much. I actually like that. It's fucking pure magic fucking, to me. <laughs> yeah, dude. There's this song they do this this song together, like the the lead singer of uh, Disrupt and the and the lead singer of this other band. It's a chick, and they're just fucking like. Religion, 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 fraud. Anyway. Oh, yeah. You know. <laughs> I just uh, pictured Dario Argento rocking out to some grindcore. Yeah. It's just so Mirror funny to me. Cunt or whatever their fucking like, <laughs> songs are. You know, like, it's shit like that. And I fucking love it. And that's like, I've never felt so scared for my life as I ever have at a fucking anal blast and anal cunt oh, concert. I, I've seen anal blast before. I saw anal cunt. I met them. Actually, they're really nice guys. And anal blast. Yeah. The dude from anal blast is dead now. Oh, um, yeah. I remember that, actually. But yeah, I saw them at the sets in Tempe with Jenny. Nice. And I have never felt so fucking frightened. Anyway, <laughs> just Dario Argento, I was saying, Simon Boswell, uh, Dario Argento went to see the band that he was playing in uh, called Livewire and saw him and wanted him to work with Goblin, uh, I guess on uh, Phenomena. Yeah. Um, and But they both felt like the, the two bands, like him and, and Goblin, felt like they had two different styles because like goblin was like into like yes and shit like that which fucking <laughs> simon boswell said he fucking hated <laughs> and uh like went, like abhorrently hated like, like no now fuck that shit no how about fuck now so he worked on uh phenomena first with uh dario argento and that's how he got his start is film music you know and scoring and shit like that so but demons 2 is his second thing that he ever did which he also picked the songs for the movie and the sound track which i mentioned which he you know he kind of wanted to bring that british 
ska scene to it so he brought stuff into the to the film uh that that he thought that they should kind of showcase a little bit he actually reached out to a record label that was doing a lot of the british goths music and asked them to do it but he did have one other band which was morrissey you heard the morrissey track in that movie in the song called panic or is it panic i don't know well i'm gonna say probably i'm not a big morrissey fan so yeah, I'm pretty sure it's called Panic, but Morrissey did the song Panic on the Streets of London. Yeah, this is definitely more of like a new wave. Yeah. Indie kind of like vibe. A little bit different. But it, it, it made different. sense to the 80s a little bit, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, totally, for sure. But, I agree, but yeah, it was a stark difference from The funny story about this though that I wanted to get into is that in order for him to get that song that he really wanted to be in this movie was the the only way that he could do it. He had to suck Morrissey's dick. No, he had to well, yeah. Well he had to write him a letter. I guess that's as bad as it. He said he kinda made up a fib a little bit about it, even though Lamberto Bava and like Dario Argento will say that the movie is essentially about making fun of like the media coming through the TV. So he wrote to Morrissey, who at the time was like this like vegan, you know, like doesn't eat meat and like he's like doing this movie about demons and people getting slaughtered so he kind of fibbed about it he was like it's sort of an allegory uh that's you know <laughs> and so like it was morris smart morrissey was like yeah yeah go ahead that's okay, fine you can use my music yeah <laughs> So, but uh, Simon Boswell also did work on the movies like Hardware, Dust Devil, uh, Michelle Sovi's uh, Stage Fright, and uh, Santa Sangre, which is uh, Alex Jordowski did the film, uh, Santa, Santa Sangre, anyway. But uh, also some other trivia that I thought was pretty interesting is that, uh, I don't know if you noticed this, but did you, did you see Sally's Family? No, she had family there that was just friends. When she was having the party, that she was with her friends, but they were like, "Should we call her? Should we? Do you think the house is destroyed?" They were like out in the middle of the street having like a uh, date together. Her. Oh yeah. The the father is actually Lamberto Baba. Oh really? Yeah. So That's he played cool. a little cameo in there. So he was Sally's father. Also, both of these films had media as their instrument of evil per se. You know, the first was a theater, this one was on a TV, and apparently they were going to write a third one uh, before the church. This is, it was going to be coming from a book. So very similar to maybe like something like In the Mouth of Madness, I guess. Maybe not as surreal. So, but I don't know. I thought the book was kind of going backwards. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, it should have come from a book, then a theater, then a, then a TV, you know, or the radio or something. TV and then theater. It, obviously, if someone were to do a uh, a version of that today, it would probably be like a your phone, cell phone, or fucking like internet. I guess yeah. I don't know. Home computer, tablet, cell phone, right? Something like that. Uh, also, I wanted to mention there is technically you know, there is a third film. I've mentioned this. It's called Demons Three: The Ogre. It has nothing to do with any of these movies. The Church is obviously the direct sequel uh, with a different name. Um, apparently, Bava Lamberto Bava was going to be doing the third movie, but couldn't do it because it kept getting pushed off money wise. Like he, what they weren't getting the thing together. It got pushed off a whole year. And by that time, uh, Lamberto Bava had been working on a fantasy show uh, for the TV, and he had to work for it for a year. So he had to speak to Dario about what what they were going to do about it, and he suggested picking Michali. Okay. So that's why, because he was a second unit producer, uh, or second unit director, an AD, assistant director on, on 
these movies. So he thought, well, you know, maybe we should have him. And they were like, yeah, that's it. And actually, Lamberto Bava actually helped write the script for the church and didn't even get credit for it. Hmm. He said that he was a little upset and offended by it, but he would rather be friends with them. So he never brought it up to them about it. That makes sense. So even his son helped write the church. Roy Bava, I guess. So for all of you that want to know more about demons, this is your one-stop shop right here. (laughs) Uh, Also, and this is some spoilery stuff here. There was a baby demon in the movie. They called that a menelik, which I have no idea what the hell that is. But fun fact about the baby demon is, is that it wasn't a real demon. They actually used a prosthetic demon uh, for the safety of other demons, baby demons in particular. (laughs) You're looking at me like, what? (laughs) It's not a real demon, guys. But uh, fun fact, they actually had six different types of baby demons that they used to do that whole scene. That is ridiculous and kind of, you know, it's really ridiculous. It's awful. The, he he went into this whole thing, Bava went into this whole thing about how they had to light the thing and how they made the strobes and the flashing lights and the you know the screeching and stuff and then he and it was really important. I personally think that they were trying to mimic the movie Trilogy of Terror with the Zuni fetish doll in that yep. scene because they throw that's a towel it over like. it. Totally does. Like and that's a pretty iconic small thing movie, you know what I mean? Very. Yeah. And it, I think it was from like 1977, I think. Sounds right. I can't remember. But anyway, I just thought I'd point it out. A lot of people have problems with this movie because of the puppets that they used in it, particularly the dog and the, the baby demon. But I think it's kind of creative and it's and it's just weird. It kind of has its own personal style because of it. So um, they were going to actually shoot uh, another demons movie after the church was made. But it never came to fruition, even though Demons 3 Ogre was titled that, you know, it for some reason, they just never got the funding for it. So Baba was like, nah, I'm not going to do it unless it actually gets the funding. (laughs) Because like before, you know, Demons got a lot of money, you know, and part two actually got a pretty decent amount of money, too, I think. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it was as much or if it was more, but they both were very successful um one is always the herald one but they said that they had more critics on the second film than they did the first film so people that weren't into horror were actually watching the second one because it was popular Mm -hmm. so in case you guys are wondering and i was questioning this when we watched the movie you know the little boy demon in the movie that wasn't the same kid but the prosthetic face mask that they put on the guy made it look like that kid but it's actually, uh, the little demon was played by David Marotta, who is a little person. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Christina was like, that's got to be a little person because they're throwing shit at the fucking thing, you know, like at the kid. Yeah. And it would be too dangerous and no parent would allow that, you know, although it oh, was the 80s. So who knows? I would as a parent. Like, yeah, fuck him up. <laughs> she was like throwing plants and shit at it, at it, at him. <laughs> Rude. Need tolerance training. <laughs> like let's let's uh, resort to well, that episode I, of South Park I, I with did, the little I, people. I didn't mean it as the little person. I meant it as the demon. But it just sounded really. Bad. I know what you meant. But... <laughs> I did not mean it like that, guys. <laughs> but apparently, uh, <laughs> whose bright idea was it to put a little suit on him? Was that you, Stan? 
Oh God! Oh, I love that episode. It's so stupid. But uh, this this guy Dave David, his name is Marota. He actually played in the Passion of the Christ, Phenomena, and a Midsummer Night's Dream from 1999. So you probably watched that, didn't you? Yeah. Ah, <laughs> do it. I love Shakespeare. Okay. <laughs> Fuck off. So I'm gonna pick my <laughs> scene first since you did last, yours on yours. So uh, now this is like super spoilery, guys. Uh, but we're almost at the end here, so you're gonna want to stick around and see what so, our some of these scenes are. Uh, there was a really cool string of scenes for me here, uh, the, but there's this part where the the movie girl cuts her hand and spills blood in the demon's mouth in the in the movie that they're watching on TV. So everybody in the building and everywhere is watching this movie in the t- on the TV, and they're like breaking into the old quarantine forbidden zone where the, the 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 events of the first movie took place that weren't real. So that's where this is like meta, 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 you know, because like the first movie, they're watching a movie that wasn't real that made it demons come into their reality. So another dimension breaks through the dimension, and then in this movie, they're watching a movie about the fake movie that passed through another dimension. Anyway. So the girl in the movie that they're watching that is not real is that she cuts her hand on something and spills the blood into they find a demon on the ground and he's got a bar across his chest and it starts they spill the blood it just happens to go in his mouth of course and they spill it in his my in his mouth but in his face kind of starts to get fleshy and he comes back to life uh, and then he physically pushes his way out of the television obviously to the real world while Sally sitting there watching it in the other room while her fucking birthday party's going on in the other room which is always so weird like what the fuck like everybody's having fun you're just in there yeah but she's a bitch <laughs> so fuck her of course that's she's... really unfair of you Brittany well why <laughs> you don't know her struggle I do know her struggle okay she's being a bitch <laughs> Uh, it is cunt. kind of rude. Twatty McTwatterson. Okay, <laughs> I don't care. She's being rude. But the 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 cool thing is, you see that the demon pushes face through the TV like he's pushing against the glass, and then it goes off to static, and she goes to turn a light on, and she's like, "Stupid thing!" And she's like smacking the TV, and then when she turns around, the fucking demon is in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I thought that was really cool. I love that scene, too. Then it's, she comes out for her birthday cake, and while they sing happy birthday, she grabs the guy's arm next to her, and her nails, like, grow into his arm, which is really cool. And then she, and she looks all fucked up, because they get that fake head, like, all bobbing around and shit, and it looked really bad, but it's really... Cool. F- it's funny. Like, it's fun yeah. to watch. But uh, And then she kills everybody, pretty much. She scratches Basically. them. She doesn't, like, kill them. She scratches well, she everybody. Right. Basically. They all fall down and turn into demons. So it's pretty cool. It is pretty cool. (coughs) I love the scene with the blood uh, melting through the building. Oh. Melting its way through the building. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That's cool. It's like styrofoam or something. I don't know what they did. Yeah, it reminds me. Okay, it's like styrofoam or it's like that, um, the stuff that you put inside fake plants. Uh, Like that green shit. Right. That green. Yes. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, because that shit dissolves. But that whole scene's really cool. It's cuts into in and out of a couple scenes i guess i don't know if it's like a long-standing scene or whatever but i love that like that whole view is really interesting okay and i like that they tried to do this kind of like hybrid right like alien type acid blood thing i don't know it was cool well they had to like evolve in some way and so yeah exactly and i thought it was smart so I was it like, is a I, different dimension i got so you who knows i got you and all the different like effects on 
how it affects people in the building or whatever too so they don't really explain whether it's like acid blood or maybe they're from hell so their blood boils like as hot as hell they they don't they don't touch on it at all but it looks acidy so yeah that there's a part where i think that right after that that scene that you're talking about they have davy the dog that gets blood on it and then the lady's like talking to him as the lights are going out and she's like where are you davy davy and then he's like starts growling and like transforms into a fucking demon dog and its nose like peels back and there's like a pair of little green eyes under his beak like where his beak would be (laughs) it's it's clearly a puppet but it's fucking cool like i have you ever seen a movie do something weird like that not very many no it's pretty funny. It's before cool. CGI, too, guys. Yeah. So this ain't no Resident Evil bullshit. You know yeah. what I mean? Ugh, those dogs are so cool. <laughs> but yeah, it was like a Jim Henson fucking like puppet. You know what's funny to me, too, is when the dog goes to attack the woman, its owner, because it's a demon. You can tell that whoever's under the fucking curtain, because she gets entangled in the, like, <laughs> in the curtain, and the dog's just, it's like they're just grabbing onto his legs, and he's like trying to play with her. <laughs> Oh my god. Did you so notice funny. that? Yes, that's so funny. I was like, no one picked this up in post. All right. It looked really funny. <laughs> this looks bad. <laughs> it's really funny. Oh shit. Um my other one that I liked was later in I think I liked a lot of like style moments or like stylized moments or whatever versus like actual scenes. Um, okay. I loved oh okay. I like the L the hang on. Mainly, probably because it made me laugh, but I like the in the elevator when the guy's like stuck in the elevator shaft. Okay. And he's climbing up, trying to climb up or whatever, and I don't know where the demon comes from. Like, it comes from somewhere, and he starts like chasing him up the. Oh, it's the thing. chick. She got the girl. Scratched. Yeah, but then later it's a guy that ends up coming after him once he gets to the top when the elevator starts working again. Oh yeah, I don't remember. It's a dude demon like later on, which is weird. Um, but he so he gets. Of one demon gone, and then he continues coming up, and then the elevators turn back on, and he's like, "Oh fuck, I'm about to get squished! <laughs> like I'm gonna die here!" Oh, where he's kicking the and thing, and so he's like kicking it, kicking it, kicking it, and then he eventually gets up, and of course he barely makes it, and so he doesn't get squished. But they do a really bad job. Of- that's the that's the prostitute chick that comes up through the gate. Was that? Yes, he. It he, looks like a guy. No, he kicks her. She's trying to climb up after him because first of all, like she's like, "Please don't leave me." And you just see her legs, and it's almost like they're trying to make her look sexy because they have this like flirtatious thing in the yeah, movie. Yeah, well, they do that with the well, not flirtatious, but they do that play with the kid too. Yeah, like they fake they it. Seem normal. Like, yes. they're like they want. They're trying to trick people. Yeah, they're not just like mindless beasts. They like try to like. Yeah, they're, they're smart now. Yeah, they're smarter than they were in the first one. Uh, smarter uh, than the average. Yeah, demon. like they're they're more like demons, I think. Um, but yeah, she's the one that climbs up the fucking thing. Okay. And yeah, it, yeah. Wh- whoever it is that ends up at the top. But and he has the grate that he kicked, and then he's like <laughs> trying to like fight off Hits this her fucking with the demon. Grate. He's like smacking her, and then all of a sudden he puts it down, and then like starts kick. It's like it's like has their neck kind of like caught between this grate and the wall. Yeah, and he's kicking it like hella hard, and I'm like that would fucking decapitate somebody, or at least partially decapitate <laughs> somebody. Like he's that he's he's hitting it hard. It looks like or I don't think he's kicking it. He's slamming it into them. But either way, it would it would do some serious damage. And all of a sudden, he like pulls it back, and the demon just falls. <laughs> they're still moving, and they're like. <laughs> 
And the demon just like, Bleh, and disappears. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> I was laughing so hard, though. I was like, okay. Yeah, that's why I think it's funny. That because... scene was cool, though, because, like, I I don't know. I thought it was, like... That was thinking the same thing, And I too. didn't expect the, the demon. So that's why I was like, oh, they're going to end it with he didn't get squished by the elevator. Ha, ha. Right. And all of a sudden, it's a blood demon. I'm like, okay. <laughs> one part in the movie that they go, whoa. Well, it kicks her off the... the well, first of all, if you're climbing up a fucking... The, the wire that, that uses the fucking elevator to pull it up that thing is will cut your hands up like big time like you can't yeah and also it's not gonna move that slowly no and and the fucked up thing is is that she like he kicks her off the first time she falls back into the elevator and then she like climbs up it and you could tell you could see the like rope holding her to the thing and i'm sure whoever yeah but there was a couple of scenes in the movie where it was like dude what are you gonna get hurt like that was one of them that i was like "Ooh, that looks kind of real yeah uh but there was a part where the gym people were like throwing the fucking weights at the fucking glass door and they couldn't get out and i was like he just kept throwing that dumbbell like the the barbells like at the door and it was like coming next to the girl's head and i was like jesus i wonder if those were like fake though of course yeah it was probably rubber or something something. Yeah, yeah rubber whatever it still probably would have hurt if you got hit by it, but well, by that guy, yeah, yeah. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> Boing! <laughs> like even if it's made of feathers, like this shit's gonna hurt. Well, feathers get heavy, but uh, whatever. Do you remember when they were in the garage and then they were like, he was like, "You take this," and he hands him the fucking fire extinguisher, and then he's like, "I'll take this," and that's that fucking Bobby uh, Rhodes guy who the 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 guy that was the pimp in the first yeah, movie. Yeah, now he's the main owner of the gym or whatever how do i use this though and he's like read the instructions and he's like pull the tab to he's like you're dumber than you look (laughs) he's like you all meat yeah you're all muscle and no brains that whole scene confuses the shit out of me by the way like i'm like what it happened to all i was like well if you're so smart why don't you just give him the axe yeah and you use the fucking fire exactly like yeah right he knows that's a tool that sucks like that tool sucks like why do you want a fire extinguisher like fuck that yeah no here's a spatula basically like i could probably do more damage with a spatula (laughs) (laughs) motherfucker you Uh, use the fire extinguisher then you dumb fuck do you have another uh, scene i have one more um and it's this again is like on the style of it that i thought was just so fucking cool is when all the demons start descending the staircase and they do this like beautiful upward like air well it's not an aerial shot but there's an upward angled shot from the bottom of the staircase all the way up and you're looking at it's like this little squared area looking up at the top and they all peer their heads over the railings See and it, running it's down. just like that blue light with their eyes that are all white and glowing right and it is so fucking cool i don't know how they did that it looks like they put something over their eyes i don't know if it was that or if they did it in editing well in the when they were running down the thing it looked like i it looked like they were wearing some sort of goggles like, glass, like what flashlights or something i don't know maybe it was like mesh and yeah, they could see through it i don't know but I, that whole scene's really cool like as they're descending down the staircase and every time they casually stop and just peer over is they first they all peer over at the same time and then they start moving and then they some stop and peered some keep going like it's this really well thought out scene um of like impending doom you know what i mean right. i don't know it was fucking cool and just visually striking so i was super into it one of the one of the scenes i do want to mention is uh that is like way over the top and kind of ridiculous but also kind of like frightening for kids is the little kid demon is freaky as fuck I first of all everything about this scene i really everything i liked it because like uh, well from the point where she lets him in and then he's all scratching at the door that's like, cool 
And then when he gets in and he like la- like launches over the back of the couch, like from that point forward, I he's was like, vicious mm-hmm. as shit, dude. I'm like, I don't like it anymore. Well, but then the- it's because it got annoying. Well, when I saw this as a kid, it freaked me out really bad. Oh yeah, like was I was like really kind of scared. It was like nothing is off bounds. Why is this happening? You know, the kid breaks into the pregnant girl's house and then has a baby demon sort of cherub. The men- yeah. the menelik is what they called it. Bust out of the damn kid's chest. Like what the fuck? weird like why the kid like i mean i guess and and then this insanely ridiculous puppety looking fucking like ghoulie essentially it was cute it was cute yeah it yeah. was kind of cute and scary at the same time it's like uh really laughable with like cartoonish eyes almost but it like wreaks havoc on her in the apartment screeching and breaking shit uh but yeah that's the scene that reminded me of the trilogy of terror but i had yeah. to bring it up because it was just like the teeth on that that David uh, Marlota, he just dude, that was freaky. Like I don't know why, but no, that little character is cool. Like the little demon kid thing is awesome. Yeah, like, he's he's actually genuinely freaky. That whole scene is so cool up until the point that the kid just like randomly keels over in the kitchen, and then the demon starts shaking. Out of him. Yeah. yeah, and then I'm like, after that point, I'm check that check the fuck out of that scene because it just audibly annoys the shit out of me. Right. So I can't anymore, like, with the screeching and the screaming, and I'm like, this is so fucking stupid, and then it's a dumb fucking puppet, and I'm like, (laughs) and her screaming, and I'm like, I can't do this! (laughs) I, like, muted it. What did you think of the garage scene? Like, because that shit was, like, amped up to 11. They were, like, crashing cars, and, like, it kind of reminded me of Poltergeist 2. Or, no, 3. Yeah. Part 3, where they fucking, they have the ice all over everything, but they were, like, crashing cars into... To demons and demons were like fighting and killing people. And yeah, grab- that whole scene confused me. I don't know. It was, I mean, there it was, was cool, a lot going on. That that whole exchange in general was confusing to me because I'm like, where did this end up going? Apparently, what happens here? Apparently, that whole scene they didn't even have any ventilation in that room. Oh hell no! And they when they everyone was sweaty. Yeah, there was no ventilation, so they're all huffing fucking and carbon monoxide. Yeah, yeah. There's like and a couple a little, people died. Poor little girl in there. Yeah, oh, Aja Argento. Yeah, oh, she's not dead. We know that. Never mind. <laughs> I was like, she's probably dead now. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like that was... A, did that ever come to a conclusion? Because I don't remember. I just remember what? it stopping. Like, all of a sudden... They Pretty much everybody died there in there, anymore. yeah. Okay. Like, she was the were... last one. Aja Argento was the last little girl there, and they ate her dad in front of her, and yeah. then they like surrounded the car and were like acting all weird in front of the window, and she was crying. Yeah. And that was pretty much the but end of the scene. Yeah. So then I'm like, well, what happens? Because at the end, it's... What? Her, the pregnant chick, and right. the guy that are just like... Well, he see- made that explosion on the stairs, which blinded the Sally chick, because right. she's like the main attack demon. But there's still the demon's... In the garage. Right. There's still demons everywhere. They're everywhere, but they're pulling it off like that's it. Like, they've won. They survived. Right. And that's how they end it. And I'm like, what the fuck? Well, I always... This is unfinished. Right, yeah. I don't understand. It is a little unsatisfying. I was like, I don't like this. Like, this ending is fucking stupid to me. Whereas the first one ends so well because it it leaves it... It does end well. It leaves it open in the sense that, okay, so this continues. Whereas this one, they... There's all these demons in this building. Sally gets out, climbs down this weird pulley system that he was able to... Suddenly, the fucking yeah. brainy guy all of a sudden is like superhero fucking Tom. And they're next to some weird television studio. Right, he's got his sleeves cut off, and he's like all like, you know... 
Yeah. He's fucking high. What was he? Fucking uh, spelunking or spelunking? Fuck, spelunking. spelunking. He was fucking, fucking uh, yeah, cliff jumping and shit. <laughs> anyway, yeah, the very end. I won't spoil it for everybody. It's not that amazing, but it it, it does kind of lean on the fact that they can transfer themselves to other dimensions through the television and yeah, you know. I, I thought that was cool, but in the same respect, it's like it no. didn't. It should have been like, oh, the whole city's taken over. Yeah, it wasn't. I don't know. There was like so many opportunities in there that I felt like were missed. I liked it though. I think I really think the second one just kicks it up into fucking ridiculous nature, which is so great to me. Yeah. Uh, the first one is the better film in the in the like t- typical sense and the, how it ends and and you know like that it was original enough to do what it did. But the second one really just with the acid blood is so unique in a way. That shit. Yeah, it it's crazy. That shit, motherfucking balls out crazy. Is fine. I think it's great. I mean, it, what do you guys think? What do you? I, I know that uh, this is kind of one of those movies that if you can, if you can tolerate superior cheese, most people I think can can get into these types of films. But it does take a certain type of individual to appreciate them. I think. Yeah. Because some of the superior cheese from the eighties is so much more superior to the superior cheese today. Superior cheese. <laughs> I love cheese. I want cheese. I like cheese. I think I it's love fun. Love cheese. I think these are really like good examples it. of Halloween movies too, which is why. Because originally, guys, we were gonna be we were gonna be watching this uh, Frightmare movie with uh, a, a vampire actor who comes back from the dead and kills all these people with his mind. Still looks pretty cool. <laughs> and then we were gonna watch this other movie, Resistance uh, Retribution. or Retribution. That's right. That was on. These are on Amazon. Well, I by remember because I watched it. Okay. And it was terrible. But we decided to go with Demons 1 and 2 because we felt like it was a little bit more themed around Halloween. So now next week, we're going to be actually going to see... Yeah, we're going to be going to see Halloween. Woo! So we're going to be... Brittany's going to be watching 1 and 2, the originals, and then we're going to watch Halloween. We're not going to talk about them in depth, both of those two films, but I want to use it as a... Just an FYI, I've seen these movies a thousand times. Right, but He's you not gotta, making me watch them because I've never seen them. No, I'm clarifying that. Right, okay. Because well, it sounded like enough. I'm watching them because I need to. No, I've seen these movies a thousand times. <laughs> well, I'm I just, well-versed in the Halloween franchise. I y'all. watched them recently, and I part of the reason I want us to watch them is so that that one we can Context. watch one to see how it flows into two or this the new one that's coming out and two because was it necessary for them to replace it yeah. With this one. Yeah, straight up context. It's the right. only reason why, which is totally fine because I love these movies, so I'm down. For you guys that sort are looking of. to find Demons 1 and Demons 2, you can find Demons 1 on Amazon, I believe. Uh, they're both on Shudder. They're both on Shudder? I didn't see the second one of them on Shudder. They're both on Shudder. Really? Mm-hmm. Huh. That's where I watched them. I found the second one on there, but I didn't see the first one. Yeah, too. It's funny because when I do my master search, it brings up the first one on Shudder, but the second one, it only brings up to rent to pay for it. So then I went to Shudder and searched it and it came up. Oh, how weird. But yeah, they're both on there. And if you want, so, I mean, if you guys want to watch these two movies, you can pay five bucks and watch both of them, basically, is what we're saying, for one month subscription plus whatever Shutter has. So, might be a good idea. You can also rent them on Amazon if you want to do so. Uh, we're going to try to do some movies uh, in the future from Amazon because they have a fuck ton. They have a ton. 
of like these like forgotten gems that you would never like. Yeah, they just dumped a whole bunch more into. They keep dumping all these movies. I'm like, where are they on Blu-ray? They're not even out on Blu-ray. Yeah, it's fucking. And they're coming out on Amazon. So, but anyway, guys, we hope that you're having a great Halloween season, and uh, you know, we thank you so much for always coming by here each week. If you know somebody that would enjoy these movies or enjoy our company, please let them know about us. And uh, thanks for coming by again. And as always, stay weird monsters.